In this episode, we talk about an extension for typing shortcuts, a brand new incredible education podcast, quick check-ins with forms, videos and drawings, stylizing comments and bullets, and a couple of command shift surprises. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jake. <laughs> how do you make a hot dog stand? I don't know. How do you make a hot dog stand? Take away his chair. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jake. Hi, Kim. It's, it's Shooks and Jake today. It's Shooks and Jake. That is true. <laughs> it is Shooks and Jake. I like that. Um, yeah, this is uh, me recording a midterm episode because Jen and I are on hiatus right now and we decided that we would take some time off and in our spare time so that we can still put some content out there, interview some of our EdTech friends out there in the world and get some nice uh, tidbit EdTech treasures to share. Nice. I'm honored to be on. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. Could you tell us who you are and what you do? <laughs> yeah, Kim. So I, I, my name is Jake Miller. Uh, you can find me at Jake Miller Tech uh, on Twitter and on Instagram or Jake Miller Net is my website. I live in Ohio and I'm a tech coach at a middle school outside of Cleveland. Very nice. Very nice. And you are uh, EdTech famous on Twitter because with of your edgy with people who. With people who like like gifts, I'm famous, but I, I still manage to go out in public without anybody really? shouting out my name or anything. That's incredible. <laughs> and you know what? Last year, I think it was about a year ago now, I saw, I came across one of your edu gifs, and I said to Jen, "Have you seen this guy? He does these amazing. I think we even mentioned this on the podcast. He does these amazing, amazing gifs, and he's just he's just putting out all this content, and it's such, you know, easy learning to digest. It's quick. It's small. It's and often." It's just in time learning because it's something somehow you always know, oh, I needed that right now. Well, that, that, you know, sometimes that's how I discover it. Like I show somebody and they're like, what? Whoa. And then I'm like, okay, like, that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Yeah. And she said, yeah, you didn't know. It's Jake Miller. And I followed you right away and I was hooked. It was awesome. Nice. You, you put out some great content. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get started, Happy New Year. Hey, same to you. Yeah. Did you have a good holiday? Are you, you're still I on your did. holiday, right? Yeah, I've got a couple more days left. I'm I'm home with my my littlest one. My my two older kids are at school. My littlest one's at home, so he's getting his screen time now. We saved it up all morning so we could do this. That is exactly <laughs> what mine is doing in the other room. He's very nice. happy right now to be on his Nintendo Switch that he just got. Very excited. Oh, awesome. Um, I do. Before I ask you to give us a share, I do have a bone to pick with you. Uh oh. I have a thank you. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get ready. Where, oh, where are my stickers at? I know where this is going. You can't see my sticker because it's on the back of my computer. But same. But first, a thank you. Thank you very much for mailing me the correct sticker. Correct according to the creator, right? Yes, according to the creator, the GIF sticker. That was very kind of you. And I, oh, I did give Jen the other one, which nice. I think you saw her little dance. She did a, quite a happy dance there. She did. She did a happy <laughs> dance. But that was really sweet of you to send them out. And they're very, oh, yeah. very funny. They're yeah, very it's, it's fun fun hearing you guys bicker about it. So I thought I had to for sure send them to you guys. So I, I keep the hard G gif, the, the one I believe is correct. <laughs> That's on top of my laptop. Yes. And then I keep the soft G 
GIF on the bottom of my laptop, <laughs> just in case anybody's like, do you have, do you have the other one? I could like turn my laptop over and I'm like, there it is. But otherwise I but don't it's show, buried show on the bottom. It's a secret. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, at least you made both. So I appreciate yeah. you honoring the correct group. out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I did have a qu- another one, another question for you. I saw on Twitter that you had a goal of one edu GIF a week for the yeah, whole what, year. I try to stick with one a week. Yeah. Did you keep that up last year? Uh, no, I, I kind of started at mid year in 2018, but yeah. I've, been, I've been pretty good on it for the last four or five months where That's every amazing. weekend I do at least one. Yeah, when I first started out, I was trying to crank out a couple a week, and that was kind of crazy. Yeah, that's daunting. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy for something that takes 35 seconds to watch yep. that I put probably an hour into, complete, into creating it, right? Easy. I know. It's like, it's like that old that old saying, I would have, how does it go? I think Mark Twain said it. I would have written a shorter letter if I had more time or yeah. something like that, right? Because, because <laughs> to make true. something small and concise, you really have to put a lot of time into it. Yeah. No, I get yeah. it. Whenever I make a a tutorial or something. I'm always I'm a perfectionist. So I'm always trying to edit out the glitches here, the glitches there to make it look really good. And and Super especially smooth. when you do a GIF, you don't have the opportunity. Well, do you, do you film it with Camtasia? Yeah, I use Camtasia. I don't film GIFs though. I film GIFs. Oh, oh well then I have no idea how you do it. <laughs> it's totally different for totally both of us. Different. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. All right, Jake, uh, tell me, do you have any tech treasures to share? Any ahas? And they don't have to be new. They could be some of your favorites. I have a couple of yours that I, um, I'm i hoping you might share today. But if you Uh-oh. don't, that's cool. Do you have any in mind? Anything? Well, I, I do. I do. But I have an announcement first. Oh, okay. I, I, this, is, this is a special Shooks and Jake first ever announcement. So my dad is obsessed with Ancestry.com yes. and 23andMe. And he's always like showing me the family trees and everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, dad, super interesting. Like, yeah, great. So on Christmas, he said, Jake, I found out where your great, great grandfather was born. And I'm like, well, that, that's awesome. That's fantastic, dad. Um, he was born in Canada. No. So Kim, I, I really, I really, truly belong as a Shooks and Gift guest because I'm You're part Canadian. Canadian. That's <laughs> eh? amazing. Hey, Canadian. <laughs> eh? That's great. Do you know from where? Oh, my dad told me the the town, and now I forget where it was. He was confused for years because he thought it's a, it's a town that's also in England, I guess. Okay. So he thought London. That Lon- no, not London. I would know if London, it was London, Ontario. Okay. <laughs> no. But whatever it was, he thought that it was some somewhere in England, oh. and he found out the other day in his research that it was in Canada. Okay, you so, have to find out and tell me. I'll, I will. I'll for, I'll for sure send it along to you guys. <laughs> oh well, welcome to Canada. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so I I do have some some things I was thinking about sharing. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Text Expander Chrome extension? No, I have not. No? Okay, I'm gonna. Sh- can I share my screen and Please, show it to you? Please go. Yes. Okay, so this it's a Chrome extension. It's called Auto Text Expander, and you go and you click um, Add, and you can add whatever shortcut you want. So I'll put in like I normally start things with a pound sign or some symbol that I wouldn't accidentally type any other time. So I'm going to put in pound sign LOL, and then for the expanded text, what it's going to result in, I'm going to put in the the laughing crying face because. Otherwise, on a Mac, I've got to do Control Command yeah, Space yeah, to bring yeah. that up, and I get tired of bringing that up every time. So now I've got that in there, and so my shortcut is hashtag LOL, and then the the resulting text is that laughing crying face. So I'm gonna click Save, and now if I go same this Google Form here, and I type in hashtag LOL, 
it, it automatically jumps over to be that symbol. I love that because I was going to say you can do that in a Google Doc in a Google Doc with right. preferences, but it doesn't carry over into anywhere in Chrome. But this right. would work. Now, oh, that's yeah, so it, smart. Interestingly, this doesn't work in Google Docs. This only works elsewhere, elsewhere. on the internet, like, like anywhere but Google Like when Docs. I'm composing a tweet? Yeah, I think so. Let me let me click click tweet and see. Because that's what I was thinking. Because when I'm responding to people on there, there it is. Now sometimes it glitches like that. Sometimes yeah. and it leaves. So you just have to delete the stuff before. I just have to delete it. But that's still much better than having to open up that emoji bar. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's, it, that's so it's simple. And not just that. I like the idea of the hashtag, putting the hashtag in front of it, because in Google Docs, if you're using the preferences. So for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, if you go into a Google Doc. Which I'm going to do now just so I give the right steps. Right. If you go into a Google Doc and you click on tools and then preferences, and I think we may have shared this at some point in season one, but what you can do is basically the same thing that Jake has mentioned. You put on the left side um, a shortcut. So uh, you could put like SS for spelling sentence structure, something like that. And then on the right box, type in what you actually wanted to say in, in full sentence form. But the problem is, like you said, sometimes you're typing a code, but that's actually text that you would be normally typing. And then it transfers it into whatever you wanted it to be through that code. But by putting right. the hashtag in front of it, that tricks the computer. I like that tip in itself. Yeah. Or even maybe not even a hashtag, maybe something you're definitely not going to use. Like maybe you'll never use an asterisk or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or the you know, tilde. That, that you, you're making sure you're using intentionally. You know where I used to use this a lot when I was in the classroom? I'm in a tech coaching role now, but when I was in the classroom in my auto text expander, because it's been around for years, I had like the messages that I used to put into um, the grade book. So like if a student handed work in late, I still give them the grade for it, but I wanted a comment to be in there to say it was handed in late. So I had like a shortcut HIL. And then when I typed that into the grade book, it would just put in, hands it in late. So I didn't have to keep typing that in over and over again. And then, so I had all these comments that I always made to the kids yeah. that I could type in really quickly. And then like in Google Docs, I have one that's NDP. And what it does is at the top of the document, it puts name, date, and period. Huh. So it like creates that heading up at the top of the screen there. Oh, that's nice. So if you're creating like something, a graphic organizer for them or something, you can just have that put in. I never right. thought of it as a formatting piece. Yeah, I always it thought of it as little sentence pieces. It takes the it takes the formatting of where you're at, but if you have your formatting set right yeah. already, then then you get in that big block of text with like the whole underline and everything in there if you want it. Oh, that's nice. Auto text expander. I like it. I will be adding that one. Do you have another one? Yeah. No, your turn. Do you have one? I don't have any shares. This oh, is no, this is I'm not this is, all this is all you. I not I am on vacation. <laughs> you're on vacation from sharing. I'm okay. I'm on vacation from oh, sharing. Man. This is so ironic cuz normally in your show you and Jen fight we over fight who gets over that extra ones. Like you're like, I got another one. And you're like, no, you can't have another I know. one. Well, I could share. Okay, hold no, on. No, no, that's okay. You don't have to. I don't. I, I, see, I didn't know what the plan was. This is so, <laughs> people ask us all the time, how, how do you plan your podcast? What's your preparation? And it's like, um, we learn cool things and then we go on the mic and talk about them. I talk but there's about like them, yeah. no prep. Nice. <laughs> it's true, honest friends just, just having fun with what we've learned. Um, but yeah, if I'm being totally honest, I took a break. I left social media this break. I, I didn't dig into learning new things. I just sort of 
Netflixed and went on a trip and just sat away from the computers. That's so, awesome. Sometimes um, you need that. Yeah. So my new learning is this thing called Auto Text Expander. Have you heard about nice. it? I've heard of it. <laughs> Tell me more about it. Yeah, maybe another time. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go again then. All right. Cool. I can do it. Okay. So I am going. I'm going to share my screen with you again. Yeah. So I have. So I, I should have said this at, at, at the jump off, but I, I am also now hosting a podcast called Educational Duct Tape. And so the the idea of educational duct tape is is this this weird goofy metaphor that I have, and it's that I I feel that educational technology is at its best when it's used not as like the goal of a lesson, but when it's used to address the actual learning goals of a lesson or to solve a problem in the classroom or to meet a need in the classroom. Yes. So in the educational duct tape podcast, we go through. Uh, normally two questions per episode say like, okay, so I have this problem in my classroom or I have this learning goal in my classroom. What tools can I use to meet that goal? Nice. And, um, and the, the metaphor is that duct tape is the same way, right? You, you, you don't set forth to use duct tape, but you know, one of your kids toys breaks and you're like, oh, I could use duct tape to fix that. So, so it became my goofy metaphor, the educational duct tape metaphor. I love that. And that's actually what I thought you were going to be sharing before. Yeah. That my um, announcement, you shared your right? I am Canadian I'm bombshell. Canadian. Uh, I'll have to figure out what percent Canadian I am. Yeah, but this is <laughs> so, great. I'm really happy for you that your pot is it out now? Has it already started? Yeah, yesterday, January second was was launch day. Oh, nice! I'm gonna have to subscribe to it. Congratulations, yeah, that's thanks. wonderful. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I do, uh, I do like that metaphor. Um, my friend Trevor calls technology the accelerator. So it's right. not, it's not the car. It's not, it's, it's the accelerator. Right. It helps it go faster. Right. Or you, you've got to start with need. good sound pedagogy and good sound goals and, and learning standards and, and, and you know, strategies that you're using before you go and grab the technologies. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's, here's an example of that. Okay. So in my, in my last full-time classroom role, before I was in a tech coaching role, I was a STEM teacher. So my STEM class was student paced. Uh, so I had a list of, of activities and challenges and things like that they did on a website and the kids just went through that in order. But I, I quickly discovered in doing that, that I was having a hard time making sure that all the kids were, were progressing in a, in a good fashion and that I was following up with the kids who needed help. It was a middle school and I told the kids, you know, you just open up the activity and start working on it, but then I'll be circulating to support you and help you and discuss what you're doing with you. So let me know if you have a question. But sometimes I would find as I would move throughout the room that by the end of the period, I'd get to that like last kid as I went around the room and like, like, like a typewriter, I get to that last kid and I'd find they had a question all along and I didn't know it. Yeah. Um, they should have told me, but they're middle schoolers and they might not do that. Yeah. Uh, so what I devised was on that website where all the questions were, or where all the activities were, um, I added a Google form. So I'm going to, I'm going to show it to you, but I'll describe it to everybody listening in. So the Google form was just embedded on the site. And I just asked them, what's your name? What class period is it? And what step are you on? Because the steps of the class were in a numbered order. And then down at the bottom, it said, do you have any anything you need to tell Mr. Miller about what you're doing right now? Do you have any questions or anything? And I told them, ask me questions in person. But sometimes being 13-year-olds, they, they'd put it in here because they were too shy to, to ask in person. Yeah. And then what I would end up with is they'd walk in the room. They'd sit down at the beginning of class. They'd fill that out. Um, I didn't have to to tell them to start working. They just started immediately. And I would grab my tablet and I would look at the Google Sheet that 
was all the results of it. And so I could very quickly look and I would see, oh, this kid is only on activity 35 and everybody else is around activity 49 or 50. So I better start the period by helping this student who's way behind. Here's why I like this so much so far. Yeah. Um, it's anonymous so that no kid has to let any other kid know if they don't want to, that they have a question or that they might be ahead or behind. And it allows you to assess them as they're learning. So you can yeah. give them just in time feedback. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and it's almost acting, uh, like a back channel, mm -hmm. but different from a typical back channel, because when there is a back channel, I find it difficult to pay attention to the back channel and run the lesson at the same time. Right. Uh, so it's sort of something like that I might have to revisit afterwards. But mm -hmm. this is a back channel that you can actually access and quickly analyze in the moment. Yeah. Well, so and they, they all filled it out at the beginning of the class period, and then they didn't go back to the form until the next class period. So this just gave me like that. It's not really a pre-assessment, but but similar to a, a kind of a formative assessment of who needs my support the most, right? And then then I could address those right away, and then just have the conversations just kind of popped up during the period. And that, so I would look, and I'd see like, okay, this kid's really behind, and they need my help. This kid's way ahead, and I need to make sure I have that activity ready for them because yeah. honestly, in a student-paced course, I was making the activities a day before the kids were doing them yeah. typically, yeah, or getting responsive. them ready. Right. Um, some kids would ask me questions in there um, and they actually really took some ownership of their learning. Like they would say things like, hey, you know, I'm actually supposed to be on this activity, but I don't have my phone today and the videos on my phone. So I'm going to skip to this one and go back to that one. So that that like prioritizing of tasks that they were doing and they were communicating it with me. And that also gives you good uh, evidence for I, I mean, I mean, I know that in Ontario, we have to write report cards and a big chunk of our report cards are called learning skills. And that right there, when this child is is explaining to you, I'm going to do this because of this. Mm -hmm. That's them taking responsibility for their learning. It's them um, taking initiative and it's them self regulating. That's, that's solid evidence, because you have it documented too. Right, right. So then what I would do, we, I, I wasn't using it necessarily for a report card like that, but I would then sort and filter this spreadsheet as needed. So like, if I needed to look at what um, Kim was doing in class to talk to her mom and give her an update of, of how class was going, I could filter out all the students out of the spreadsheet except for Kim yep. and see like, was she moving at a good pace? Was she asking me questions when she had questions? Was she um, expressing the, you know, the way that she was handling different tasks and things like that? And it's and progress over really time too. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so then I, so that, so that's, that's the educational duct tape right there. That's, that's my metaphor is that I had this need. I needed to know who was doing what, when, and who needed my help. And then I used technology as the way to make that work. Like, so, it, so technology was built onto the pedagogy of student paced classroom, but it enhanced it in giving me that, that kind of formative assessment and that knowledge of who was where and, and what I need to do and things like that. Really practical strategy. Well, congratulations on, on the new podcast. That is really exciting. I can't wait to listen to it. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Where do the questions come from? Do you have them or are you asking people to send them into you? So, so far, just for the first couple episodes, they were questions that I generated and the guest generates, but I am going to add in, in you know, in future episodes, uh, information about how people can submit their own questions, uh, probably through SpeakPipe. I'm thinking about also, I, I haven't messed with it yet, but maybe using Flipgrid and then just pulling the audio out of the Flipgrid videos to put those questions in. 
That'd be nice. You know why else that would be nice is because it would give your listeners an opportunity to not just post a question, but, but share their ideas to other people's questions in addition to your own. Right. That'd and be a really then, nice community I, building those piece. people could be included on the podcast without even having to schedule an interview with me. I could just pop those right into the form. Yeah. So, so currently all the questions are from me, but I do intend to, to shift over to audience. Very nice. Question. All right. Maybe I lied. Maybe I do have a couple shares, but not oh, my good. own. <laughs> so these are some of your edu gifs that I have adored over okay. the last six to eight months. Um, could you share putting you on the spot? And if not, I will share it, but okay. how you get a video, a YouTube video into a Google drawing. Oh, so this one, this is, this is ironic that your share is, is one of my shares, but that share wasn't even a share that I learned myself. I like, like that I, I came up with myself. That was from, I think that's, now I'm going to butcher her name because I don't know. It's like all French, like Jolie. I don't know if it's Boucher or Boucher, Boucher. Uh, that's who I I'd first heard it from. It, but, okay. but she is on, she shared it on the Google teacher tribe podcast. Ah, another one of my faves. Yes. And then I learned it from there and turned it into a gift. And that's, that's sometimes where the gifts come from too, where somebody will um, share something somewhere like on a podcast, like some of them have come off of your podcast and I'll go like, Oh, I can create the visual that goes along yes. with that, you know? Um, so, so that's an interesting process there where you've got to go into. So, so how did you, you did put me on the spot here. I remember. Okay, go ahead. You have to embed the YouTube video into a Google slide. So you open a Google slide, you find your video like you would in a slide. So you insert video, find your YouTube video. It's in the slide then yeah. copy it from the slide and paste it into a drawing. Yeah. Why that works, I have no idea. But yeah, it does. I just had I, I just had to look up my own gift to remember how to do it. Yeah. So now I'm I'm watching my gift of myself doing it now. <laughs> Very meta. <laughs> <laughs> Very meta, totally. <laughs> but that was a really helpful one because uh, a lot of times we're assigning oh well, I would hope that we are not forgetting the stepchild of the G Suite and Google Drawings are actually a powerful tool, especially when you leverage the gray space around the side as right. room for instructions or, or side thought or reflection. Um, you can push those out as assignments in Google Classroom. They can mm -hmm. create their own Google Drawing as a response to an assignment in a Google Classroom. And if there is an ability to then have an instructional video in there or even uh, a video that they want to put in there for something, that's how you would get it in there. Yeah, this is this is a tweet that whenever I tweet that one out that that how to put a video into a drawing that I always get one or two people who argue with me and are like, why would you want to put a video into a Google drawing? And so my my first response is, well, first of all, if, if that doesn't fit your style in your classroom, you don't have to do it like not not every teacher has to do the same things. And that's actually something I talk about in the, the third episode of the podcast where not every ed tech solution should go in everybody's classroom Absolutely. because otherwise our classrooms would be packed to the gills with too much technology. Absolutely. Um, need by need basis. Right. And so I have to tell them, well, it just depends on the lesson. Like if you're the teacher who's like, well, I really want to use Google slides because then each student can have their own slide and then they could see each student's work. So why would I use drawings? I say, okay, great. Like that, then that's what fits. Yeah. That, Cause that's how the educational technology should be used. You start with what is it that you're trying to achieve with your students 
and then you go with it. And yeah. if what you're trying to achieve is a Google drawing activity where the instructions are around the outside edge and students are using the drawing space and you want that blank space, then maybe putting a video of instructions fits in there. Yeah. And if you're not, then maybe it doesn't, right? It's, it's different for every teacher. Yeah, so that's a good share. Um, the other one I want to share is actually quite special to me. My last year in the classroom before I, I jumped into this uh, coaching role, this consultant role, I had the best group of students I've ever had. I absolutely love them. I talk about them in my keynote over and over again. Nice. Um, and this one student named Jonas, he came up to me one day and he said, Miss P, so yeah, did you know that you can bold and underline and italicize inside a comment. And I said, no, you can't. I've tried. It doesn't work. He's like, no, you can. And he showed me um, the, the asterisks and the dashes. And I can't remember the third one. Um, it's the underscores. The underscores. Mm -hmm. And my mind was blown, not just because of the fact that this was possible, mm -hmm. but just that this student had played around enough and figured it out himself. It right. made me so happy. I think I blogged about it all the way back then, but you have a great edu-gif sharing that. Um, and people go nuts whenever you retweet it. Yeah, that's one that's one that gets a big reaction. And it's it's funny because when I was making that one, I was like, you know, I don't know if this is really that impressive of a of a gif. Like I don't like how often we really use this and do people, maybe people already know this, but then I put it out there and people love it. It's, it's that, it's um, the bold, it's the bold, it's the bold. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's such a useful tool. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's that there's, there's a book and the guy's name is like Derek Sivers or, or Sivers. I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it, he talks about this theory of, of obvious to you, amazing to others. Yes. Have you seen the Le video? Yes, that's where YouTube I've heard video, of it from, absolutely. that video, wonderful video. And that's that's that gift for me where absolutely. it was like, I don't know if this is really that impressive. And then I put it out there and people are like, oh my gosh, bold in comments. Yeah. But so my favorite thing about your story there though, so not only did this kid find something on his own and get excited about it, but he had the rapport with you that he knew you'd be excited about that and he wanted to share it with you. Right. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Like, like that, that's the, the good teacher sauce right there. Right. Where, where the kid is like, Oh, Miss P is going to be so excited about this. Right. They, they were really sweet because that year at the end of the year, when I left the school and I came into this regional role, they wrote me this sweetest card, but they didn't really understand where I was going. So right. they said, congratulations on your new job at Google. <laughs> like, I and I wish. was like, thank you. I'll take it. It's because I'm going to get to working for them. So I'll take the card. I think you should just, just in case, just photocopy that and send it to Google and say like, I'm excited to start on Monday yeah. or see at the office or something and see if I they, see it. if they let I'll you in. I'll show it to you after it's right over there. Um, yeah, it was a great class. So yeah. So I love that one. And just to clarify for everyone in a comment, when you are typing your comment in a Google doc, uh, or in a slide or in a Draw. Are there comments and drawings? I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm drawing, you're drawing a, blank. a blank. Yeah, and sheets. And sheets. Yes, of course. Um, if you do asterisks, so that's shift number eight. Mm -hmm. Asterisks, the word, and then asterisks. That word will then be bolded. You won't see the asterisks. Yeah, so you put one before it and one after it, yes. and it could be a series of words too. Yes. You just you start that section with an asterisk and you end it with an asterisk. Yeah, uh, and I find that that one is the most popular. Yeah, totally. And then so then um, underscore 
is actually um, italicized, which I feel like underscore should, should be, be underlined. underlined. Yeah. Right. There is no underline, and that's what frustrates me. So un underscores makes it italicized, and hyphens makes it strike through. And I never understand why you would want to put strike through in a comment. And then somebody explained to me that the, this feature wasn't originally built for comments. It was built. It was an old. It was like an old web editor thing before we had the the you know what you see is what you get kind of editors yeah. that we have now. So back then they wanted strike through. And so that was, that was how it was made huh. to make strike through, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, totally. Did I have another one? I did have one more. Okay. Go for it. Your emoji bullets. Okay. I like them. That's right. all. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> they make me happy. You know what I wish you could do though? I wish you could make it so that each line had a new emoji. Oh, right? so it's not the same every time. Right. So like you could have step one be the like one finger up and step two be the the peace sign ah. and step three be the okay sign because it's got the three fingers. Yeah. I don't know what step four would be. I don't think there's a step four one. Then there's a step you like do a five. With they could go, five, they right? could go from three to five. <laughs> three to five. We just skip it. Maybe four, you just have like a golfer in there and you can tell the kids he's yelling four and then, <laughs> then five is the five hand. Yeah. But yeah, emoji emoji bullets is fun. That's an easy one. You just right click on the bullets and Google Drive. I'm so I'm sorry, Google Docs, um, and click. Let um, me click edit edit bullets. I think you click. Let's see here. Um, what am I working on here? So if I go in here and I'm gonna you... I'm gonna put in um, bullets, mm -hmm. but instead of clicking on command I'm shift, I'm gonna... you're gonna do command shift eight to get bullets, right? That's one of my ones I use a lot. What? What? <laughs> Hold command on. Shift Hold on. Command Shift Eight. Did not know that one. And Command Shift Seven is numbered list. I think. You. That's awesome. Okay. Mic drop. New share. Command Shift Seven. <laughs> Command Shift Eight. All right. So those bullets. Once you put a bullet in there, which I now know is Command Shift Eight, which yeah. I will never uh, go have to scroll all the way up to that bullet again because I'm lazy. Right. Um, right click on the bullet, select more bullets, and then mm -hmm. you have about a million gazillion different options for bullets that you can choose from, including emojis. Right. Yeah. You click that drop down um, uh, arrow and, and uh, click to emojis. And then, so then each level, like if you make like an outline, like each level can have a different bullet. Yeah. So, you know, so like you tab into the next one. <laughs> And then shift tab back to the other one and I, and they'll maintain those same bullets. All right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for spending this time with us on the podcast. And this has been, this has been great. I did. I learned some new things. I love that auto text expander shift command eight. These are great things. Nice. So thank you for your shares. I hope everybody goes and checks out your podcast. Say the name of it again. Uh, the podcast is the educational duct tape podcast. And I'm a little nervous because duct is D U C T. I'm, I'm worried everybody's out there searching for duck with a K <laughs> and they're getting some podcast about ducks that teach or something. I don't know if it's duct tape, like, like you would use on ducts. If there is a podcast out there that is called duct tape podcast, we I'm need to listen. find them. We need and to listen to that podcast. It's probably awesome. It's probably <laughs> awesome. Uh, but we will link to it on uh, on our site in the show notes. And uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. So thank yeah. you for being our first midterm guest. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That's it for this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooks and gif. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-H-U-K-E-S and G-I-F-F. -F. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app 
or by tweeting at us using the hashtag ShooksAndGIF, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at VirtualGIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. All right. That's good. I can that was one take. One take. We are one take wonders. Jen's fired. You got <laughs> <laughs>